We track a lot of feature usage. We actually have a nice framework that we call WISE. It stands for workflow, insights, speed, and experience. And we have specific metrics which in, within each of those buckets that helps measure how successful an account is with their Pandadoc usage. Welcome to the Hyper Engage podcast. We are so happy to have you along our journey. Here, we uncover bits of knowledge from some of the greatest minds in tech. We unearth the hows, whys, and whats that drive the tech of today. Welcome to the movement. Hey, greetings, everybody. This is the deal from Hyper Engage podcast. We're sitting here in Turkey, beautiful island uh, in, in, near the Bodrum city. And uh, we came across uh, Rayanne. Uh, she's a senior customer success manager uh, at Panadoc. We all know what, what they do and how they've, uh, you know, accomplished a category uh, into the doc, you know, contract management and uh, documentation workflow uh, domain. Rayanne, thank you very much uh, for your time. Just a quick background on uh, Rayanne. She's transitioned from account management to more uh, customer success manager for the management for the last three and a half years. Uh, he started as a customer success manager. Now he's uh, 20. Uh, back back then, she was more towards SMB mid market. Now she's uh, for the last six months, she's been uh, a part of team serving enterprise segment. So uh, one more time, uh, Rayan, thank you very much uh, for taking the time out. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Love that. Great. So our audience would love to know, like uh, someone from account management. More, they are more friendly towards uh, jumping into sales, jump, jumping into uh, you know senior account management and VP of sales. Uh, some someone with as as much experience as as you have under your name. So, how was that uh, thought process when you were working previously uh, as an account manager for quite a bit, and then you joined a Panadoc as in a customer success? Both are post sales, but they're. Uh, the operation is slightly different. Uh, I know it's, it changes globally when it comes to uh, a SaaS platform such as Panadoc. So having that option in front of you, why did you choose customer success? Yeah, so what's actually interesting about that is when I was in account management at a marketing agency, um, funny enough, the responsibilities for the role were actually very comparable to that of a customer success manager. We're talking maybe about, you know, four four or five years ago where I was in account management. And it's interesting because around that time, it was actually hard to find anyone with a title of customer success. I remember even when I transitioned to Pandadoc and started you know, hiring for my team, uh, we had to look beyond those that had customer success in their resumes, in their titles. A lot of times it was just under the umbrella of a different name, but the responsibilities overlapped. So my responsibilities from account management title to customer success title were actually very similar. It was all post-sales motion. It was dealing with a book of business, um, helping our customers find value in whatever we were offering for them. And it did involve a little bit of the upsell and expansion motion as well. So the transition was actually uh, closer than it might sound. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And talking about your role now, uh, thinking about uh, products such as Panadoc and having covering a range of different use cases, you know, it, it changes with, with customer to customer, of course, uh, problem to problem. So how did you guys, uh, manage to have a standardized onboarding process? We just, if we just talk about the onboarding in the first place. 
Yeah, absolutely. So while we standardized our onboarding packages, we did create onboarding packages that were tailored for slightly different companies. So we actually offer about four different packages and it ranges from your most simple setup with Pandadoc, uh, which can just be getting, let's say something like your Word documents transitioned into Pandadoc templates so that you have a stencil for, for everything that you're sending out and then teaching our customers how to create documents off of those templates so they can create documents more easily, speed up the time to create those and get documents signed faster. So we have onboarding packages for simple use cases like that. And then it ranges all the way to what we call our ultimate onboarding packages. So that's something where you have folks that have a lot of integrations that they're trying to connect to Pandadoc. CRM is typically one of the most common ones, right? Sometimes we have payment gateways that we're trying to get in there. And we'll sometimes pull in uh, our technical account managers or our solutions engineers to also aid CSMs in the onboarding process because we are dealing with customers that have a lot more complex workflows. Those also can range into API integrations as well. So we've We've really streamlined our onboarding offerings, but in those offerings, we've tailored them enough to be able to tap into a simple Pandadoc use case and a very complex one. Right, right. So based off of your, your customer journeys, you pretty much mapped out standardized uh, workflows on and necessary integrations, be it payment gateways, be it like CRM, uh, marketing tools integration that they need, pipeline management integration that they would need. A lot of sales teams they use it uh, for for their account manage- management as well. So uh, I mean, this seems pretty nice. I have one question around this. Now, thinking about onboarding, that is uh, well as you mentioned, is uh, tailored as much as as possible for their use cases. How you're ensuring uh, success? Like, do you guys have any kind of uh, metrics, any triggers uh, set up, or, like? Are you leveraging data or technology during these specifically for onboarding metrics, success metrics? Yeah, absolutely. So we have our sales folks that are selling these onboarding packages, right? And whenever they do sell one of those to a customer, um, it it speaks through our CRM, which we use Salesforce to let our CSMs know, hey, we have a new onboarding case and we want to make sure someone gets assigned to that right away. So we do have automation set up to route that to the appropriate CSM team. And then from there, we also have triggers that let us know what our um, outreach looks like. So are we responding to customers to get those onboarding packages kicked off in a very timely manner? We monitor metrics like that. We monitor case age to see how long is it taking to get our customers onboarded. We know if it's a simpler workflow, that timeline should be a lot tighter than a more complex one, which just involves more meetings, more setup. So we also monitor case age as well. Mm, very interesting. Very interesting. And and also thinking about like post onboarding, you must have a workflow around uh, you know adoption, uh, product adoption, and of course feature retention and all of those. Are you uh, you know you as a CSM, is it a part of your day to day to make sure that you let's say you have a set of twenty customers you're looking after, and now out of those there are five that have an opportunity uh, post adoption, or maybe during adoption that there is an opportunity for expansion, or maybe there's a risk the the customer is not being able to um, you know evolve to the platform adopt to the features that are basically that trigger you as a CSM uh, as an opportunity for retention and expansion which is the higher purpose that we like we CSMs uh, try to advance all the time yeah, absolutely. So we do start off typically in this onboarding phase, right? And we make sure that what the customer 
signed up for is being addressed in the onboarding process so that their workflow is functioning how it should with Pandadoc. That's laying the foundation, right? Onboarding is so critical to making sure that the customers understand um, how to use the platform, that the time to value is short so that they feel like they're getting their return on investment quickly. And then once we graduate them from onboarding, we immediately transition into then what CSMs typically do, which is the adoption for the entire life cycle of the customer. When we switch over to that adoption, that's where we get a little bit heavier into seeing how the usage is in the platform. We we track a lot of feature usage. We actually have a nice framework that we call WISE. It stands for workflow, insights, speed, and experience. And we have specific metrics which in, within each of those buckets that helps measure how successful an account is with their Pandadoc usage. We then take it a step further and we have specific feature usage indicators as well. We train our CSMs to lean into looking at all of those metrics and understanding how those metrics work with each other to help tell this story of how is the customer using the platform? Is it showing the value that they signed up for? Are there some best practices that we can help them implement? Where is it not as efficient as it could be? And can we step in to show them the efficiency there? So yes, we lean on a lot of data to drive very thoughtful conversations, whether it's in the onboarding process or after that closes and we head into more of the adoption heavy process. Amazing, amazing. Help me just get a little closer into uh, into a customer success organization uh, at Panadol. Now, there are situations and occasions and exceptional experiences that you get to meet uh, during the adoption stage, even any any point in, in, in the life cycle of a customer. When you need help, of course, you guys never had control over a lot of support or technical support queries. So how does that information get translated uh, since you've been the front runners? Um, you know, what is that um, you guys using any technology, any kind of... Uh, uh, you know, of course, platform that you're using to get uh, all that information when any customer is stuck at any point to get it resolved as soon as possible in the most seamless way and the information gets in the same shape uh, or form and it gets translated to the right people. Yeah, so we definitely lean on our tech stack quite a lot, right? And we have a pretty robust customer experience operations team. So that covers our customer success operations team. It covers our account management operations team. And through a lot of partnership with our ops team, we have been able to set up a really nice nicely well-rounded tech stack. So what we lean into as CSMs is actually Gainsight. And we're we're still in the process of building it out. There's quite a lot you can do in there. And what we're aiming to do is pull in every single piece of the customer journey into the Gainsight platform to give our CSMs a one-stop shop to fully understand what's happening with their accounts and their books of business. So a good example of that is what's happening with support. Our CSMs can go into Gainsight and click a Zendesk ticket tab for their account and get a quick overview of how many tickets have been opened in X amount of days. Um, do they currently have any open support tickets that maybe the customer reached out directly to support and didn't loop the CSM in? So without them checking the back end, they don't have visibility to it. So we do connect a lot of our systems together um, so that they do speak to each other because we are very heavy into rounding out the customer experience and the customer journey. And a really critical part of that is making sure that all of your teams are talking to each other and all of the systems are talking to each other. So you always have access to what's happening with an account. And as a CSM, that's that's so critical and really making sure that you can add as much value 
whenever you jump on a call or that you understand, hey, if we see a drop in usage, sometimes it is related to a support ticket being open and being worked through. It's really important to have as much of a holistic view as possible. So we lean into our tech stock a lot to do that. Wonderful. That's that's so important to you know, make sure you have a unified, a central uh, source of data uh, where everything is pretty much uh, transparent and everybody should know what's happening uh, during any point of uh, of the customer journey. So now talking about expansion, like I'm sure you're, you're trying to integrate Gainside. It takes a bit of time. I know it's uh, so many integrations, so many uh, data integrations. Of course, data ops team must be working closely with the, with the Gainside team initially. So to make it an and, and as an ideal platform, what would you would uh, you would like to achieve out of Gainside on a high level? Yeah, I think you know to put it as simply as possible. I truly want it to be the one place that CSMs go in their day to day. Right now, we have so many systems with really valuable information. And prior to Gainsight, our CSMs were hopping into you know maybe five different tech stacks or five different um, techs in our stack, I should say throughout the day. And it just becomes a lot of bopping around. It's not as streamlined. It's easy to forget to look somewhere for important information. It also makes it a bit harder to train up a newer CSM to do so. So in a nutshell, you want your CSM system to house every possible piece of information that could influence the way that you want to support an account. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for putting it in a such a simpler way. Uh, and, and that's about it. You know, that's that's what real customer success is. And that's how we are evolving uh, as a customer success uh, a category. And Gainside, as you mentioned, they're, they're the first movers and there are so many other platforms trying to accomplish, uh, you know, different nuts and pieces uh, across the customer success uh, category. So now talking about you as your day-to-day, uh, day how big is your uh, book of business or your team's? Yeah, so right now um, I support an enterprise team and we have about 500 accounts within my team that we manage. Um, we have 50,000 paying customers at Pandadoc as a whole. So just to give that a little bit of perspective, but right now on the enterprise team, yeah, it's about 500 accounts um, specifically for my team. Mm. Mm. Great. Love that. And and, and it's you as an uh, individual, like you stood here for about three and a half years now what do you think what's next uh, for you as you recently joined more mid-market to enterprise segment so tell, tell us more about this role yeah so for me it was a pretty pretty straightforward transition when i was helping manage the commercial base um we did have a lot of customers that did teeter on this edge of their business was scaling so rapidly that they were just on the edge of flipping over into an enterprise account. So we had a lot of customers like that in the commercial base. So I was pretty familiar with with that motion, the enterprise motion, right? And the kind of support that enterprise customers need. I also did deal with enterprise customers back in a marketing space as well. So it's it's nice to have this experience of helping a company in a commercial space grow so much and your product is a part of that growth to then help them flip over into expanding into other teams, expanding into their tech stack integrations um, and, and being, being more in an enterprise space. So it was a nice transition. And, and I really appreciate um, the challenge that comes with the complexity of what our enterprise customers are trying to do. It's a lot of wonderful problem solving and collaboration within teams that I personally really enjoy. Mm, yeah, that's that's real. Uh, real learning lies in like workplace when you get to meet 
uh, unprecedented uh, problems every enterprise customer because they have like business operations that are huge globally uh, divided and it's it's not easy to basically uh, get them resolved by a SaaS platform that easily so that's why you know they have like some smart people uh, behind the back. So, Ryan, I'm just trying to uh, get into the culture of Canadog, like how you like the culture there, how all of these, uh, you know, operating principles, like, you know, DNA, value are getting instilled across the team from leadership. Uh, you know, how do you see as a best, uh, a, a fit uh, for a, a longer term view at Canadog? Yeah, so we're very big on our culture at Pandadoc, and I think it's what's helped make us so successful to date. We, ever since I've joined, had these principles of what we chalk up to life, and that stands for learn, impact, fun, and empathy. And it's really wonderful to see how, you know, when I joined, we were about 200 people and now we're around 800. And we've still been able to carry those values throughout while we scaled quickly. And I think it's because if if you really look at learn, impact, fun, and empathy, that extends not only internally, but that extends externally to our customers too. We like to lead with those values in, in every decision that we make, in every interaction that we have, and we highlight them Constantly, they're part of our review cycle as well. When we are sharing feedback about our peers, we highlight, okay, in this specific, you know, moment where this person did something wonderful, was it a learning? Was it impact? Was it fun? Was it empathy? What did they tap into in our values that helped make this moment so special? Um, and so helpful to either a teammate or to a customer. So we really lean on those and we've never lost sight of them throughout our growth. And that has helped scale our culture as well as our business, which again, I think is critical. Absolutely. And it, it is super important for someone to work uh, in a culture that is fit, diverse, and they have values they are consistently living and breathing with. It is super important. A lot of people that we get to meet, they have values written on on, on big, uh, you know, boards under the main room, common rooms, which it takes a lot to live and uh, breathe with them every single day. So now, one advice I would uh, want you just to be open, be concrete, uh, genuine in whatever way that you think is with. How do you see uh, a customer success manager? Uh, what kind of uh, ambition, thoughts, mindset, uh, you know, body language uh, he or she should take into working at a, at a diverse team uh, such as Panadoc? Yeah, is your question more geared towards, you know, working successfully internally or externally? Uh, internally, like as a team, whoever okay. wants to join for a career. Got you. Thank you for clarifying. Because I think there's definitely overlap in the skills that we look for. But internally, I would say that something we focus on in the hiring process is looking for folks that are T-shaped, right? So making sure that they have a good understanding of, yes, what their core responsibilities are, but they can also lean into other areas outside of their job description to help make their understanding of the business and of the people that they partner with more well-rounded. So that's definitely something that we look for. Great. Thank you very much for sharing all of that. On a last note, uh, I would definitely uh, want to, I always wanted to express this during this COVID-19, a lot of these tech platforms, uh, you know, they got scaled, you know, they had like good uh, valuation, revenue opportunities, install base that they they got in in a very quick succession. Uh, Examples are Zoom, there are loads more. And Everybody from an outside tries to see, okay, they, it was just a wave and they were a part of a wave. They just 
you know, they were good at riding the wave. But it's not just about that. It's about making sure, like we spoke to team at Motive. They had like in six months, uh, they had a wave, like they had a mandate change. It is motor and automobiles. So they would like like electronic login devices for truckers. And more in US now, they're expanding Canada and all across uh, North America. Now, in six months, they've generated like more than 70% of their uh, entire revenue cap of past 80 years. And it, it, it is so hard to make sure that you have that big enough team, well-equipped, well-trained, well-motivated, all the systems well-equipped, and they are delivering value every single day. And then all of that is backed by, you know, operating principles and values. And it takes even, it, it takes a lot. It, it is not an easy job, uh, you know, to make sure that even in, in these opportunities and, and tapping into these opportunities, uh, it, it becomes so hard for, for businesses, for companies, for teams. And talking to you, it, it makes me realize today. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to express this. So thank you very much, uh, Ryan, for, uh, for this time, all the knowledge that you shared. Um, your experiences and, and, and insights that you had uh, around your role uh, at Panadol. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you, Adele. Absolutely. Likewise. Have a good rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so very much for staying with us on the episode. Please share your feedback at adil at hyperengage.io. We definitely need it. Uh, we will see you next time with another guest on the stage with some concrete tips on how to operate better as a customer success leader and how Im- you can empower engagements with some building some meaningful relationships. We qualify people for the episode just to make sure we bring the value to the listeners. Do reach us out if you want to refer any CS leader. Until next time, goodbye and have a good rest of your day.